Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sirah, and much more. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salam ala rasulullahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Inshallah in uh, today's talk uh, we will talk about uh, the biggest uh, ayah in uh, in the Quran which is also referred as ayatuddain which means the ayah regarding the deaths or the bane. This uh, is ayah number 282 in uh, Surah Al-Baqarah. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this, surah, in this ayah, which is a very comprehensive uh, ayah, mentions the rules regarding, or laws regarding uh, giving and taking the loans and uh, how to make sure that, that the loan has been written and the witnesses are present for, uh, for, the, for the loan that has been passed from one person to another. And... Uh, it it looks like a, a real it is a real document. Uh, I mean, it looks like a legal document the way the ayah is there, and it it covers all aspects of it. And the way it is mentioned, uh, it has to be that way. The way it is, you cannot move anything, any word from one place to another because it may change the meaning or the 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 way the legal issues are mentioned in this ayah. In this ayah, Allah Azza wa Jal mentions to the believers, commands the believers. He says, "Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, ida tadayantum bidaini ila ajalim musamman faktubuhu." Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says to the believers, "O you who believe, when uh, you contract a debt for a fixed period, write it down." So, uh, many of the scholars, fuqaha, they consider this as an obligation, and the others they consider this as. Uh, uh, as a highly recommended action to be done, that it should be, it must be written. Then Allah subhanahu ta'ala talks about that, let a scribe or a scribe write, meaning the, the one who can write the the contract of this debt. Let him write this it down in justice between uh, between you. Let not the the writer or the scriber refuse to write as Allah has taught him. So let him write. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala also is reminding the one who has this ability of writing these kind of contracts to write the, this contract and do not try to shy away from writing this. As Allah Azzawajal is the one who has given you this capability of even writing uh, the contract. Now Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is mentioning in the rest of the ayah, let him, the, the, the one who is the debtor, the one who incurs the liability, dictate. And must fear Allah, his Lord, and diminish not anything of what he... And here Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is mentioning something very interesting here. That Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is referring to the one who is taking the loan he is the one who should dictate that because he is on the weekend. He is the one 
uh, in the need of the loan. And uh, if the one who is providing the loan is the one who dictates, he may enter something may not be acceptable or maybe oppressive for him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, of course, to, to let him write the contract or dictate the contract at least. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in kana alladhi alayhi al-haqqu safihan aw da'ifan aw la yastatiwa ayyumilla huwa falyumlil waliyuhu bil'adim. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about a person who does not have the capability, the one who is supposed to be dictating uh, uh, so the debtor is of poor understanding, meaning he has a weak mind or he is weak because of old age or some sort of a uh, disability uh, whatsoever it is, then he should find, he should be it, it, it should be the one who is a wali, who is the guardian for this person is the one who should dictate on his behalf in justice, it should be with adil, with justice and one will not be taking the right of the other away from him and uh, after that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the witnesses in the same ayah. And this is one of the part of the ayah I do like to stress today besides the whole contract of the, uh, of, of the debt. Uh, because of the need of uh, nowadays is a lot of misinformation about this subject. So what's talking about here is this, that uh, that have two witnesses for this contract. So there should be uh, two witnesses for this kind of a contract of your own men, meaning the people you are aware of. These are the people who become the witnesses of this contract. And if there are two, no two men, if you don't have two men available, then a man and two women, such as you agree for witness. So you agree on those witnesses and then you don't, you don't find two men. Okay, then you find one man and two women. And then so, so that if one of the women forgets or errors, then the other can remind her. Now, this is, an, uh, this is something that becomes a point of contention for uh, many, uh, in general, the ones who carry some sort of animosity towards Islam, uh, or, or hatred, or in some cases, it may be uh, they are coming up and looking at the text of the Quran with uh, uh, with sincerity, but with some uh, pre predetermined ideas in the head or some uh, uh, certain things that uh, people or uh, people have adopted from the environment or, uh, or or the culture around them. Which is uh, here when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that either you have two men as witnesses uh, or if you don't find two men then have one man and two women so here the witness of two women become equal to the witness of one man in this specific contract uh, that we are talking about about the death so uh, the, here the, 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 those people I'm referring to they bring it up as look women are looked as some, somebody uh, somebody lower than the men in the sense of they are looked at, looked down and even their witnesses are the uh, are, are their two witnesses are equal to one witness. Now, the point uh, uh, and under the context of that, everybody should be equal. Men and women should get equal rights and all, all those things. Now, the uh, the thing to understand here is uh, this idea, this whole idea of equality of men and women or men and women. It's uh, it's an idea which is a Western idea. Islam ruled for 13 centuries or so, and uh, we don't find 
that this was ever an issue of thinking so of thinking that Islam did not give the rights to the women or we should have equal rights in Islam. In Islam, uh, in general, the problems are looked at as is a human problem and it needs a solution. And when Islam came, when we talk about Islam, it's coming from Allah Azza wa Jalla. So Allah was the messenger appointed by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and He is conveying the message from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He's not the one who is coming up or making the rules and regulations from His own mind. He was making. He was just. He was a messenger. He's a messenger from Allah. He's conveying the message from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And even when we talk about the men and women equality, it was not the issue to be addressed as. Men and women are both creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala looked at them both uh, as the creation of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and they were both given rights from Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And whichever was the whatever the problem was there, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala uh, revealed the ahkam regarding that, that that issue. And as a matter of fact, in the in Islam in general, when it comes to uh, all the issues, men and women are looked at equally. Unless when we are talking about the issues that are related to the capabilities of the men and women, hence Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives the hukum or the rule regarding the uh, or according to the capabilities of the men and the women. As uh, when it comes to ibadat, uh, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "In the Muslimina wal Muslimat wal Mu'minina wal Mu'minat." About about the ibadat and about the reward from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. To be very clear, that this ayah is discussing that. That in the Muslimina wal Muslimat, indeed the Muslim men and Muslim women, wal Mu'minina wal Mu'minat, and Muslim male believers and female believers or women believers and men believers, wal Qanitati, wal Qanitina, wal Qanitat, and the men and the women who are obedient to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, wal Sadiqina, wal Sadiqat, and men and women who are truthful. Uh, in their speech and their deeds, was sabirina, was sabirat, and one who are persevered to their deen, men or women, wal khashiina, wal khashiat, the one who fear Allah subhanahu wa taala, male or female, wal mutasaddiqina, wal mutasaddiqat, the one who give the sadaqa, men or women, was saimina, was saimat, the one who for fast, whether male or female, wal hafidina, furujahum. The male who protect their private parts, well, half is that, well, half is that, and the female who protect their private parts. What the Kirin Allah Kathiram, what the Kirati, Ad Allah, Lahum, Mawfiratum, Ajran Adima, and the one who remember Allah subhanahu wa male or female, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared for them the Mawfira and the reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now, here from this ayah also, it can be seen very clearly. When it comes to the men and women, they were all addressed same. Now, when it comes to the rules that were sent down by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, that are according to the capabilities of the male and women, male and female, of course they are different because men and women are different. This whole issue of equality of men and women was never an issue among the Muslims. It was never looked at as Muslims were not given equal rights for 12-13 centuries Muslim rule. This is a result of the problem created by the West. They are the one who were oppressing the women. They are the one who did not give the right to women. They are the one who did not give the right to the women so they can own things. They can inherit things. Or even to the point they were still thinking until 16th century or so whether women have souls or not. 
So this is this was a state of mind. And when when they were ruled by Christianity, when the Christianity was taken over, then now they ended up end up with okay, what should we do about the rules regarding men and women, or what should be what should we give to the women? And now for them, the whole thing became the benchmark to give the rules and regulations to the women or the men will be the men is the one who's getting the, all the rights. Hence, what we're going to do is we try to give the same rights to the women. And by doing so, they have been oppressed. Women all have been oppressed furthermore because now you are putting the burden of the things that they should not be burdened with. Islam came, and when Islam came 1400 years ago, way before when West was even thinking about giving them equal rights, Islam gave the rights to the women. Islam gave the right to women from the day one. Rasulullah when he got the wahi, the first person he went back to was his wife, Khadija radiallahu anha. Islam is the one who gave the right for the women to give the vote. For example, when Rasulullah was migrating from Mecca to Medina prior to that, when he took the oath of allegiance or pledge of allegiance, women were part of that. So women were part of political system from the beginning. But women were part of the first martyr of Islam was Sumayyah. She was so Islam in Islam, women was already was an active part of the society and they were given the rights the way they're supposed to be given. Women was looked at as the mother, the mother who's, who's under feed the Jannah is. The wife has looked at as, uh, uh, as, as a woman is the, the best thing uh, somebody can have in this dunya is a pure wife. And then daughters and the sisters were looked at as they are the one who should be care, uh, taken care by their guardians, by whether their fathers or the brothers or whosoever. They take care of them. They become source of the Jannah for them. So uh, men, uh, women were look, had a high status in Islam. They were, yes, they, men were looked at as the protector. They are the one who's supposed to take care of them. They are the ones supposed to provide them. So hence, because of that situation of providing the one who are the protectors, where they are, this is their job to uh, financially uh, uh, provide to, to their female uh, uh, subjects. And so in that case, uh, women do not have to be engaged into all these work environment, even though Islam allows that from the day one, it was allowed for the women to work. If they want to work, they're allowed to, to be working. But now when we're talking about going back to the debt issue, so that will make it clear when we tell why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is talking about that when it comes to the man, then his one witness is equal to two witnesses of women because women are not normally engaged in these kind of activities. And we're not trying to make this as an illa or the reason behind the hukum like that. But the point here is Allah is the one who decides what is right and what is wrong. What right should be given to whom and what other obligations things should be given to whom But because it's coming, it's coming from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these rules and regulations, when they come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they are the one who can only provide justice. And this is how Allah azza wa jal, uh, this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one should be uh, the one deciding what are the rights for the people because otherwise, no matter who is the one who decides what is right and what is wrong for the people, he will end up with injustice because human beings are incapable because they do not have all the information about everything because that's what is required to bring justice for the people to make rules and regulations which are just for all the people since humans do not have this kind of information they are not incapable and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the creator of heavens and the earth and everything in between he is the one who created everything and he's the one who has the knowledge about everything hence he is the one who can give the rules and regulations hence he is the one who decided that 
the male witness in this circumstances is uh, is equal to two witnesses of the female. Why there, there are issues where one, one women witness is enough, and uh, like for example in the case of nursing, because this is a situation men are not the one who are aware of. Women witness is sufficient, or the uh, or the, the, the 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 childbirth and these kind of things. The, the one witness of a woman is sufficient. You don't even need two women witnesses. So uh, here Allah Azza wa Jal made that that there are two witnesses of the women are equal to one male witness. So this is not the issue of inequality, and Islam never looks at the issues at the issue of equality or equality. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's the issue of right and wrong. The right. The, uh, the the rights which are given are given by the right authority which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's not the issue of inequality it's the issue of according to the capabilities the rights are the rights are given by uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hence they must be right so yes because men and women are different this is why sometimes you find in the rules and regulations that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given there will be disparity because there is a difference between men and women Hence, there are rights given in a different way by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it's, not, it's never an issue of equality or inequality. It's the issue of justice given to men and women. And that can only come from Allah. Okay, now moving on. Then uh, after that, the rest of the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is uh, uh, after he talks about the, you should, uh, about the, about the witnesses that uh, a man and two women such as you agree for witness so that if one of them woman errors and the other remind her and Allah the, and the witness should not refuse when they are called. This is in the, in the important aspect of it that the witnesses whenever they are asked they should be present, they should come up, they should, they should move forward, they should not be the one who, who think of they will be heard. So you should not become weary to write it your contract, whether it is it be small or big, for if it is fixed term that, that that is more just with Allah, more solid as evidence and more convenient to prevent doubts among yourself. Save when it is present tra- trade which you carry out on a spot among yourself, then there is no sin on you, no no sin on you if you do not write it down. But that but take witness whenever you make a commercial contract. Let neither scribe or writer nor witness suffer any harm but if you do such harm it would be wickedness in you so be afraid of Allah Allah teaches you and Allah is the all-knower of each and everything so and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the end he is reminding us that the witnesses when they're called for they should come forward and the one who have to write they should be writing and they should be given a protection so look so there has to be a system of Islam in place the Islamic state that will provide the protection to these people also. So it should not be like this. If the one who is a witness or the one who wrote that uh, uh, contract, he is scared that he might be hurt by one of the two parties that are involved in this contract. Rather, they are giving protection to the point that they do not, they are not scared of coming up and be the witness. Unfortunately, because of not having Islamic State, not having the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in place, the, these kind of a small things that happen all the time, the people take loans from one another. It has become so complicated that a lot of time it has become difficult for the one who has given the loan to collect his loan back. Or uh, uh, even that we're talking about in the right manner without even any kind of a, uh, a riba or usury involved in it. But because of the absence of Islam, even these small minor things become the point of contention and people continue to 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 uh, to suffer and at the end a lot of the people instead of taking the loans in the halal manner from the halal sources from each other without any riba or usury involved 
they end up at the mercy of the current system in capitalism where they end up in taking loans from the banks and which in which they involve into usury and, uh, and when we talk about usury and riba this is one of the biggest sins for, uh, uh, in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in which we talked about yesterday as well that it's uh, even the lowest lowest uh, uh, level of uh, uh, lowest level of the riba or the usury is equivalent to as if like a person commits zina with his own mother so that this is that heinous of a sin so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us all from this and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the guidance and give us the understanding of the deen and so we can learn about the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and implement our lives uh, today and until the day of judgment thank you for listening to this podcast podcasts on current events islamic guidance quran tafsir and sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.